0: Hi, and welcome to Going Off Track. Hi. Hi. That is Jonah, Brad, and Steven. Oh, well, you're Jonah. Like, yeah. you have to
1: give the proper pronoun
0: for you. Sorry, that that noise threw me off. <laughs> is that me?
2: Is that my computer? I
0: think it was you got an email or something.
2: Mm.
1: No, it's no big deal. I mean, you're, <laughs> no, you're a busy it guy. Happens. It's a It's the 21st century. It's a modern age. I know.
2: Hey, man, I'm, I'm multitasking.
1: I got to get over this. You're multitasking. We're recording an intro right now while my children are downstairs eating lunch and I'm waiting for another parent to come by and possibly try and sell me something Amway style. So we'll see how this goes.
2: Would they like to be in on the uh, podcast?
1: Yeah, I hope not. I'm in a really weird situation because like I'm the one stay-at-home dad of everybody at the preschool. So it's like all these other moms can like go hang out. But if I say, hey, let's go do something, I'm creepy. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: I don't know, man. We've got, there's some playground dads that hang out with the moms in my neighborhood, but this is Manhattan. Maybe Jersey's different.
1: I don't know, man. This is okay. in Princeton. It's like, <laughs> we just had a fundraiser for the school and to, to show what kind of preschool these kids are in. the it, There was like a silent auction and then a real auction. And the real auction, they hired the host, one of the hosts from Antique Roadshow. Oh, Wow. And I'm sitting there going, oh, we're the poor people at the school. I get it. I get
2: it. Yeah, I was trying to bet. We had our auction, we had the same thing at our school. And I, I was like hitting up Converse for some gift certificates to auction off. Meanwhile, one of the engineers here he goes to like the richest school in Manhattan. And, you know, like he got Philip Glass to give a, a concert and sold tickets.
1: Like, But did they have anyone from Antique Roadshow there? <laughs>
0: No,
2: you win. You
1: know what I have to say to him? <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah,
2: his school, that school has so much money. You know what else? Who else goes there? Is the kids of um, what's his name? Who's the, like the biggest comedian right now in the
0: world? Louis C.K. Yeah,
2: Louis C.K.'s kids. So like, uh, I know Louis a girl C.K. who teaches there. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. They're flush
0: with cash.
1: That's that's where he bitches about the Common Core curriculum. That school.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyways, today in the podcast. We have a guest. His name is Mike Kinsella. Oh. And he was here in town with his band American Football, who played like 85 sold out shows in New York. And Mike also plays um, in Owen, Owls, There, There, There with Evan from Into It Over, who's just down here. He was in Joan of Arc. He was in Captain Jazz. He's been in pretty much every seminal kind of emo.
1: I was going to say, if he's in Cap
0: and Jazz, it's like, that's a good launching point. Yeah. That, I, I always forget that he was in Cap and Jazz because that was. Me too. So and so you ago. just said
1: it. I was like, oh shit, that's him. Okay. Well, I, I think those guys were all so young when they were in that band. Like they were like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. That's a good age to be in a band to like kind of start something because you haven't heard anything. So you just don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. But it's crazy. Like we talk about on the podcast. I was like, how weird is it to like listen to the band you had when you were 15 now and have people like be into
1: it? Like, and, like and, and, the band I was in when I was 15 sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's not a small club.
3: But but <laughs> Jonah, let me
1: ask you a crazy question. When sure. he plays in New York, do you think he sells shirts? Why did they not sell shirts? No, I'm just wondering if they did, because as you guys have been listening, you know that we now have a cool screen printing merch company <laughs> sponsoring our podcast. Oh, <laughs> What do you think of that? I think
2: if they need some shirts, we know where they can get yeah, them. Yeah, if they need
0: yes. s- s- some really good segues, they, they should talk to you and not me. Because I have <laughs> like, no right. idea what you were saying. Yes. That's
1: right. You can pick up that ball and run with it. You can go to Commonwealth Press to get some t-shirts or hand screen posters. They have stickers. They have hoodies. All things you would find at your favorite rock show or, or any kind of show. I, I, I guess they don't differentiate between genres. Could we
2: get stuff? It's, to, it's, could we get like the school logo for me to sell at the next auction for my daughter's school?
1: I bet you could. You could go to their website, cwpress.com slash podcast. And if you do order from that specific link, they're going to add an extra half dozen shirts to your order. So uh, that link again, cwpress.com slash podcast. These guys have been doing it for over 15 years. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah. They're in Pittsburgh and they're real big supporters of, of going off track. Like they're fans of the podcast. So that's all. Which we like. And yeah. thanks for being our first
1: sponsor, dudes.
0: Yeah. Thanks guys. But yeah, get those shirts. Cause if a bunch of people order them, then it'll look like we have a lot of listeners.
3: It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: true. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So today, Mike's on the podcast. He's an awesome dude. He's been in every cool band. Um, So ladies and gentlemen, Mike Kinsella. Uh, Hey, and welcome to Going Off Track. Uh, Today, our guest is Mike Kinsella. Um, Hey, Mike. Hello. And you're here with American Football. Mm -hmm. Also been in Owen, Joan of Arc, a ton of other bands, and Brian Cook from Russian Circles. Hello. Guest hosting again. Doing my best. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah, My pleasure. Um so you're here with American football you got in last night. Yep. Um, we're drinking some beers. I'm not I feel kinda lame. What did you
4: do? What did you do this morning?
0: I (laughs) (laughs) give us a recap. Okay. Woke up. I like woke up nine thirty, I was like, I got like half hour to do stuff. So meditated for twenty minutes. And I was talking about Gigi Allen with my friend Liz last night and I was like, I really want to listen to Gigi and then it like totally shifted my mental state. So then I thought like maybe some marijuana would kinda even things out, but it just kind of heightened (laughs) it. (laughs) And then I showed up here looking crazy. (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now.
4: You looked a little crazy. You looked a little
0: shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm like easing into it. Yeah. So we'll make uh, it a safe space for you. Yeah, it feels very safe. You guys have a really really positive positive energy this morning. I Uh, hear that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't hear it all the (laughs) time. Uh, so this is, you have three shows this weekend that all sold out, like, super fast. Yeah. Are you excited? I mean, what's that like? I mean, it's been so long, I guess.
4: Yeah, it's weird. I can More imagine. More than I think.
0: Yeah, we, we kind of announced or planned on one, and it sold out.
4: And we're like, well, let's add another one. And then that sold out, and then... We just added another
0: one. Is that really how it works? Because I feel like that's what I thought. And then, like, someone who manages a lot of bands was like, no, no, no. Like, they were like, when ba- tickets go on sale way in advance or when they do stuff like that, they're like, let's see how this sells. And then if this sells, we'll add another one. If this sells... Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah. We all had the weekend
4: blocked off. So were you... See what, were you, you know. like...
0: But you were like, ah, who knows? Like... Oh, I mean... It's not it, like it a sure an, thing.
4: Yeah. I was... I mean, I honestly was like, who knows? <laughs> was so it? wild. Yeah. Uh the whole thing yeah the whole thing's weird definitely more than anything else um, and fun it's more fun than I thought it'd be like playing the music I sort of was like oh it's like you know I have to get in, get up in front of people and <clears throat> like look at a high school yearbook for an hour and I thought that would like suck but <laughs> it's actually fun people seem to like it you know so it's cool
0: have people been bugging you about doing
4: this for a long time yeah I mean not bugging so much it's sort of at, at Owen shows I think shows, I'm
0: projecting I feel like when everyone asks me anything I'm like ugh <laughs> <laughs> You mean this podcast? Yeah, people uh, be bugging
4: yeah, me. Yeah, people podcast, be bugging bro. You to fucking come by here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, at Owen shows, everybody would, you know, if I have fifty people who like what I do solo, they'll be like, "You should play American football shows." So I had no idea that if we did, more people would come out. You know?
0: Yeah. How did you guys meet? We met. We uh, met uh, in this front of the. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I th- figured you guys were like old friends from like.
4: We had a J tree laugh.
0: That. Yeah, 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 about
4: a half hour ago, but
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, there's like some shared
5: mutual history, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. both went to the J Tree Ringer. Both have the the uh, the bottle ca- <coughs> bottle opener to <coughs> show for our <laughs>
3: students.
0: So. Thanks, Tim and Darren. They're putting <laughs> records out
4: again. That's
0: that's what I hear.
4: That's true. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I was I was at a show here, and they were trying to sign. Uh, Tim was here, and he was trying yeah. to sign a band. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a yeah, yeah, like actively right, like yeah, trying to sign... like a newer band um yeah it's pretty wild
5: yeah the 90s are back in full swing
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Tree's a thing again i you know? know but it's like it's i feel like labels are so much less important now sort of
5: yeah well you know it's you know they're, they're they still work as sort of a, a curator or like a you
0: know a branding so i can understand understand that and yeah are, are but, there are there any labels though like you know, like growing up, you're like, oh, I like everything on Epitaph or like everything on Touch and Go. Whatever. <clears throat> Are there any labels like that for you now, where you're like, if it comes out on a certain label, you're more apt to kind of check it out? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't listen really... to enough music. Yeah. <laughs> to know. I don't really have that anymore. No, I don't think that exists really. Oh, well, yeah. you
4: know what? Isn't that band uh, or the label? Uh, what's it called? Top Shelf? Aren't they? Don't they have like their own scene? Kind of. I mean, they. I think, like you said, like they've sort of curated this,
0: like emo movement thing. yeah i guess that's true Jeez. i don't know the, i think like everyone's yeah. just looking at chase uh, yeah. the <laughs> guy who listens <laughs> to music <laughs> you know about younger bands
5: I'll, I'll pay attention to like what you know like i have friends that work at labels or run labels and i'll, I'll pay attention to that and then there's like a few where it's like they're so specific to what they do or it's like southern lord like yeah i may not like everything that they do but it'll probably be heavy if they put it out so i'll check that out but victory a total victory, waiting for mirror <laughs> to get re-signed. Yeah. It's like, someone re-signed with a victory?
4: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Carry pun- on. Good, punch- <laughs> good punchline for anything. It's victory recognition. I know, I know. I, still, I feel like it still comes up a lot in my, uh, my day-to-day. Yeah. Well, I mean, they? they're, they're your hometown label, you know, so... Yeah, but I mean,
4: you know, I was seven when they were putting out records when they started like everybody knew that they were just trouble or whatever
0: yeah i was i was from cleveland so it was like one life crew and integrity and all these bands when i was growing up where like the big bands are all <clears> three <throat> yeah one life crew uh, that's the thing to be proud of <laughs> <laughs> i was in a band with two of those guys really chubby fresh i was in a band with chubby fresh no way you were in a band with chubby fresh making yeah. all this up <laughs> and, uh, probably everyone listening to this is like what is jonah talking about who cares yeah i was in a band uh Actually, just following him on Instagram, he has this company called Bike Styles. It's like this, and they make merch. But yeah, I was in a band with him and John Lockjaw, who played bass. (laughs) And there were these like two 300 pound guys who practiced in my basement in like high school. Wow. We're in a straight edge band called Committed. Huh. Yeah. That's a good name for it. It's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You started playing in bands when you were, you must have been like 12 or 13 or something. Yeah. When when was Captain Jazz?
4: Captain Jazz was the band that came out of. my brother started high school and started a band called Toe Jam. Great name. And uh, was that from the video game? Oh no, it was before that. Really? I wanna say. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was. It was from the shit that's in your toes. Um, <laughs> and they like played in our basement, and then uh, I would sort of I like picked up a guitar upstairs and like learned all the songs. And so once I proved I could play all the songs, I was like twelve or thirteen, seventh grade, eighth grade. Um. They let me be the rhythm guitar player. <laughs> and the other guy was the lead guitar player. It's very clear at that point. What, what kind of music was this? Just like skate rock. Okay. Skate rock via uh, Ozzy Osbourne or something. You know, like whatever, like the metal they listen to, but like they're watching like H Street videos. So, um, And then the drummer had to quit because he was like the football star, the high school football star. So he had to quit to do football more. He used to cut up basketballs. And then like hammer nails through them so he can wear like the Kerry King was it Carrie King that wore like the spiked thing. The you know? So while I played drums, he had like these spikes <laughs> while we were playing in somebody's backyard, you know, like whatever. <laughs> so then uh, I bought a drum set to be the drummer then. And then we called it Cap and Jazz, changed the name. So it was like my fourteen to eighteen. Wow, that is so crazy. Yeah, but I mean yeah. What's crazy is that all of my old bands are more popular than my current bands, <laughs> and they all just sound like everybody
0: else's high school band. You know, like everybody was in a band. Like, it sucks. Yeah, that that is a pretty like, that's a pretty strange situation.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's it's definitely yeah. It, it kind of it's like, it's fun to get to do these like reunion tours and right, sort right. of play the songs again. And, um, but it's weird that the stuff I do now doesn't resonate. Nearly as much as the stuff that I did.
0: Why know, do you think before that is? I knew? Do you think it's just people have had more time? Probably to like the music was it. way much better, <laughs> <laughs> way more cool.
4: Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's completely different things, obviously. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine anyone <clears throat> wanting to listen to my high school bands. Like, I feel like they were so shitty. Exactly.
4: No, I know they do are. You feel? Your, I mean, your high school bands were shitty. And so were mine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but people love your high school bands now.
4: Yeah. <laughs> High schoolers, maybe. You know, I don't know. I think when they grow up, like, you know, in, in 15, 20 years, I get to do an Owen reunion. It'd be awesome.
5: That's that's one of the things I kind of wonder about a lot of times. It's like you've obviously gone on and continued with these projects as have, you know, the other people in Cap Jazz. And I think that kind of carries the name on. And then it gives like this sense of time that lapses where the name still pops up and people are it's still on people's radar because you're an active musician now. Keep doing it. Yeah, but it allows true. people to have, like, this sort of nostalgia over it, and it's like, like do you realize how many people were at Captain Jazz shows back in the day? Like, right. Like, don't act like this was, like, a huge thing that you're all, like, rallying for to relive, because...
4: It was know. nothing, yeah. right? It was, like, everybody's... Right, it was just playing basements yeah. with all the other bands, yeah. It's, I mean, there's all of the bands that we... There's band called Gage from the suburbs of Chicago that were incredible and like every band just they they headlined every basement show you know we were one of the opening bands for every show and it's just like crazy that like nobody knows who they are you know what I mean like now yeah did they have any other bands afterwards did they yeah they went on you know, the drummer is uh, Ryan Rapsis who ended up playing he did Uphone with his solo stuff oh, okay. I think he played in what's that other J-Tree band he played in some other J-Tree band for a while I think he's just an incredible drummer like he moved to LA and was doing session work and stuff
0: and um
4: five style you know that band?
0: no no so what what your chronology is like a little confusing so joan of arc was before american football but they're kind of at the same time yeah joan okay. of arc was uh i, I went to college after cap jazz broke up
4: <clears throat> um and then tim sort of started joan of arc in chicago still i was in champaign illinois Pygmalion fest um and I would like, you know, on summer breaks or whatever, I would sort of tour with them just because I enjoyed touring. And if I was home, I'd write stuff with them or something. But it was always sort of Tim's band. Okay. And then I did that sort of part-time, in and out for like eight years or something. And then American Football started the last year or two of uh when I was at school with guys from school. So, Gotcha.
0: Yeah. I went to some party in Chicago. I don't know if it was at your house, but there was a room that was just like transistor radios. Um. Mm. Do you have any idea I'm talking about? Oh, like a big loft space? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh used, you know the the label underdog
4: records? back in the day I mean, like nobody knows it, but yeah. Um yeah, they used to be the under, underdog loft or whatever, but then my brother ended up living there for like a hundred years with and, like people come in and out and stuff, but uh yeah. What was it, like a New Year's party or something? Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I was with like David Lewis or something. Oh yeah,
4: totally. Cool. Um
0: Yeah, that was a that was a great space. Like, hey, great parties, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was. Do you? I mean, you're still based in Chicago.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. How's that? We just had Brendan Kelly on here like last week. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: I, you know, I see him uh, every few months. I have one story about him. He doesn't know who I am, <laughs> but my <laughs> wife loves Lawrence Arms and loves him. Whatever from her youth and all that. <clears throat> and we went to an Alkaline Trio show. This is actually two stories in one from the same night. This is a couple of years ago, and we were in some like side stage box thing. And some girl walked in and like looked at me, and I was with my wife. And she's like, Oh, you're just gonna pretend like you don't know who I am? You're not gonna say anything or whatever? And just like kind of turned around. And my, my wife's like, The hell's that about? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then she apologized like 15 minutes later. She's like, Oh, I thought you were Brendan Kelly. <laughs> like, it's, you know, we both look like dumb Italian guys or something. um <laughs> And then I'm like, and she like laughed, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. My wife, you know, you, th- you think he's cool. So I must be cool. And then he walked in the same box like 15 minutes after that. And he looks just like me, right? Like he looks like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it. We both look like, tired. And yeah, whatever. I can see it. And then, uh, so then after some more beers and stuff, um, I was in the bathroom and I was leaving and he was walking in and I looked at him, I go, you look just like me. And that was it. And I walked past him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's about all I got for him. Well, what, um, what was his response? He just I don't know. He didn't. He didn't know what was going on.
5: <laughs> that sounds about right. Probably, but
4: apparently, I was in some like box with a bunch of people that know him. You know, actually, yeah. know, like everybody seemed to know it. Like we, you know, it was like family of the band and stuff. And they were all good friends and just me and my wife sitting there. So it's funny that somebody thought they were slighted. That like
0: you fucker, you <laughs> <He> didn't. <laughs> Can't <play> it along. <laughs> uh, I had a question. You know about Nate. Because um, mm-hmm. Nate used to stay at my house in Cleveland and stuff, and then I remember, and this is totally off topic, but I'm just always wonder about it. Something happened where like he got naked or something, and he then naked. he went to prison or something. He went like, to It sounded like something <laughs> that seemed like he did something really minor, and then like there was like super crazy consequences they were, it was for it. Who's in the it. band Make Believe? They were touring
4: with <clears throat> um, Me Without You. Okay, and so I think they were playing some weird venues, you know, like interspersed with the regular clubs and stuff and this happened to be like I, I wasn't there but i guess it was like some big like barn church type thing in oklahoma i want to say or nebraska and at the end of the show i guess maybe it didn't sound good or it was like it was very hot and he plays in a swimsuit he went to the front of stage and took his suit off and like rung it out on the front row which is rude
3: <laughs> and like very out of
4: character, yeah. like he's such a polite guy. <clears throat> um, but he did that, and then immediately, like, they called the cops on him for like uh, public disorder or public exposure or whatever. And he was uh they really like they like tried to throw the book at him and charge him with like uh, besides like a uh, what's like, statutory rape or not rape, but what's a uh, underage. Like exposing himself to minors. Like he was so he was like in he would have to be a registered sex offender maybe. So he had to like basically go home. They canceled tour, like they stopped touring. Um he would have to drive to court like every five weeks for like six months. You know what I mean? Just like out of his own pocket and just like go to court and then they'd like get to the next step. Um he was, they, they had assault with a biochemical weapon, like his sweat <laughs> no was assault. Way. Yeah, like the whole town wanted to like hang him. And so he ended up doing like six weeks in a jail in wow. Oklahoma or something. Yeah. And I think he got out in like four, or four and or a half, five weeks or something, but.
5: That that always terrifies me because I remember being like 18 or 19 and like mooning like school buses of high school students and thinking it was hilarious. And now I look at it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> i like, I could
4: be a registered sex you offender do for that. doing yeah. that. Yeah, like, imagine is, how your life changes. with Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. <clears throat> so, and for a while, like if you Googled his name, that article would come up, you know, like his mugshot or whatever, like, <laughs> and so like, yeah, I think that's dissipated now that he's done more music stuff and everything, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was serious for a while. I yeah. mean, like, a way bigger deal than it should have been.
5: But. That, uh, it reminds me of a story, and I've, I've relayed this to Chase, and, and you're going to recognize this, but I remember reading a show review <laughs> for an Owen show in Seattle, and it was a very positive show review, but they were talking about how people kept yelling out requests, and you were like, I'm not going to do any requests tonight, I'm sorry. And then someone yelled out, Fade to Black, mm. and you're like, oh, I will play what I know of Fade to Black. And then you proceed to play every Metallica riff that you knew.
3: before. Is, isn't that
5: many. Before storming off stage and being like, oh, you don't like these fucking riffs? <laughs> these are fucking million-dollar riffs. And that they was like... The, uh, and in the show <laughs> review, I mean, maybe you have a different take on this, but the show review made it seem like everyone was like really pretty bewildered by the experience. But uh, was I, a, thought, I thought that was amazing, especially with like Mark Kozlik and all this stuff coming up where it's like, if people were like, being obnoxious, like why not just fucking let people know what you think?
4: No, I've... I'm a, a big fan of doing whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand like people pay to see you, but if nobody's listening anyways, then who cares? You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. pay. To, they didn't pay to see me that night. I was opening the show. Um, yeah. Uh, a few times my sets have dissolved into me on stage trying to relearn Metallica songs. You know, <laughs> like
3: just like. <laughs>
4: <clears throat> I think that's a good response. You know, the uh, I remember at I opened for Say Anything. Uh, years ago i used to tour more so i used to do more shows opening for bands and stuff now I, you know eventually i'm like fuck that like i'll go out and play six shows a year to people that want to see just playing
0: sold out headliners now i'm only doing sold out yeah, headliners can move, can move. <laughs> once
4: every 20 years <laughs> well 37 years yeah um but at, at their show like i mean that was a young a really young loud fucking dumb crowd um and I just invited a kid to get up on stage and punch me in the stomach because I just assumed that would be more fun than playing my songs. And the kid's like, yeah, don't <laughs> you know, like, I'd like pick a ki- out of all the kids that wanted to do it. The guy got up there and I let him punch me in the stomach and then I was like, thanks very much. <laughs> and I actually, I met my wife at, uh, opening up, uh, a, a show at the Metro in Chicago, um, i played a few songs and nobody's i thought i was gonna play to nobody it was like kind of like an early evening show they asked me to open up for some band i had never heard of at the time and i got there and it was like a sold out 12 year old crowd you know like just a million kids i was like this isn't gonna be good um and i played a few songs and i was like ah, you little fuckers you know you better watch out i'm gonna be your high school history teacher you know next year or whatever because i was ready to stop playing music or whatever And then I got off stage and my wife was like, oh, you really really teach history, high school history? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh, I do. Like, whatever. I didn't know her. You know, I just met her. And I asked her on a date. And then she laughed at me and walked away. And then five months later, I met up with her again. And she was backstage with her boyfriend. That's why she walked away. But she ditched that guy. Nice. <laughs> and married the dude that sucked at the metro, <laughs> the dude that could not hold people's attention. Do you remember what the band was by any chance? Uh, it was a band that I've, I've become friends. With. They're called Spittlefield. Oh, okay. And uh, they, I think they're on Victory actually, and uh, totally <laughs> just resigned The dudes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just recently.
0: They're real excited. Yeah, it's gonna work out good for them. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, what do you think of the Mark Kozlik thing? Um,
5: I'm I'm a minor Mark Koslick fan, I actually don't own anything that he's ever done, but like, it's one of those things, I have friends that like it, so when I hear it, I'm always like, oh, that's sad and pretty, and I think, again, I, I think it's the same thing where I'm like, I think it's hilarious that he speaks his mind and, like, isn't afraid to call <clears throat> people out and bump people out, and you know, with the whole we're on drugs, can suck my cock thing, it seems like everyone's getting really upset and, like, really offended by it, but I'm like, I don't know, it just seems like it's just kind of like him being sort of feisty and funny and it seems way more mellow than most like hip-hop feuds
4: you know <laughs> it's like i think he thinks he's being funny i don't think he ever meant it to be i mean, mean maybe it was mean but like i don't you know what i mean like i think it, like the fact that they sort of like took it personally it was like yeah it's their fault you know what i mean like he's i don't know as a guy who plays quiet songs and complains a lot yeah um i saw him in chicago though like a year ago maybe I like his music. I haven't kept up with it, Mm -hmm. but I used to like it a lot. And and I know he's an asshole. I've seen him before. He literally asked a guy right in front of him to switch with a girl over there who was hotter because she'd be (laughs) like more inspiration for him while they played. And I was like, that's, I don't know if you're being funny or not. It's so weird. Like it was so awkward that, I don't know. Like I didn't, I I watched half the show and walked out. Like He was just so weird.
5: Yeah, I've heard stories where he'll go and he'll like, set up his microphone like on stage left and like check everything and then he'll go off stage and so like everyone will gravitate towards stage left and then he'll come on stage and move <laughs> the microphone to the stage right and then play the set there and, like, See, like that's, that kind of stuff I'm like, that's,
4: that's awesome. That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. You do yeah. whatever you want. That's right. Like yeah. I mean, I think he should do whatever he wants and I think he's, he's actually pretty fucking funny and it's also like, okay, if people don't like it, then don't listen yeah. to it. I think it's cool. He obviously doesn't care if people... Obviously, didn't care at all. Yeah, it's awesome. There was what do you think about it?
0: I think it's just, I think people are like reading way too much into it when people are like, Oh, it's like this culture of male violence, yeah, yeah. like like that. Most great thing. I was like, I think he's, yeah, 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 I think it's just him being funny. Yeah, I don't think he's, I think just people are just so like so sensitive to everything. And I'm like, This is just some cranky guy that always does shit like this, yeah.
5: And I and I sort of agree where it's like, Yeah, like don't, like, refer to, like, women as bitches. Like, that's not cool. And, like, yeah, there's something definitely something about saying... Except bitches. Yeah, well, exactly. If you're, if you're being a bitch, <laughs> then, yeah. <you know." laughs> like, I, under, I understand all that, but, like, at the same time, like, dude, there's so many, like, worse things going on in the music world than, like, a guy writing a joke feud song.
4: Right, like, like everything that's sort of popular on the radio. Yeah. Totally. Seriously, like, so for, so much more and, as, as a girl, right, I would be, like, way more offense, or uh, offended by, like, everything that every song on the radio was saying.
0: Yeah. That was like a big thing with like that Opian Anthony thing where that dude got kicked off. Do you guys hear I don't about know. this? Uh-huh. One of Opian Anthony, I think ant I don't know, whoever, one of the guys like was at Times Square and took a picture of some like African American woman or some kind of and she like freaked out on him and like t- attacked him basically. And it's like he he's like carries he's like had like was registered to carry guns and stuff. Didn't take his gun out, like got attacked and then like went on Twitter and went on some, like, s- super racist, like, rant and got kicked off, like, fired from his job. And all these people that listen to it are, like, it's, like, serious. And they're, like, did you guys play, like, this, like, crazy hip-hop that's like, says all the same shit that he said in his rant and you guys, like, play it all the time. Yeah. So it's, like, such a weird double standard where, like, it's, like, the context of something. Mm-hmm. Like, people will just all of a sudden gravitate toward it and not notice it. it's just it happens everywhere else and they don't care
4: don't yeah. hap- Like, it's not happening, it's being, like, widely supported. Totally. And, like, these people are getting rich But like,
0: you know. Maybe it's because it's, like, like more normal or accepted in certain, like, maybe yeah, yeah. you're, like, when I listen to this, I expect this, so it's okay. When yeah. I listen to this, I don't expect it, right, so right. It's right, right, right. A- offensive. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, I think that's my whole thing, where it's, like,
5: you know, I saw all these critics that were, like, Kozlik saying, bitch, is, like, the most offensive thing, and it's, like... Dude, you guys were just writing about Drake. <laughs> like, right, is, right, right. Bitch is crazy. Like what are you like what's what's the why is it acceptable in one Why is it acceptable in like a context where it's like normalizing use of the word and unacceptable in a joke song? Yeah. You know, just to me is just kind of a weird double standard. I
4: haven't but. listened to this song though, is it? It's funny. I haven't listened to it either
5: i think it's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like because <laughs> it sounds like a mark cause it's like super sad and yeah, dark yeah, yeah. and then it's basically just like this like takedown of ev- everyone that's criticized him in the last you know three months but in in a way that's obviously just sort of like you know saying that war on drugs sound like john fogarty or something or like they sound like a beer commercial
0: and it's just like i've never actually heard war on drugs either i haven't either <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I believe them, they probably do. (laughs) Yeah, I probably wouldn't like it. I don't don't like most stuff.
4: Everything sounds like beer commercials. Like, everything's sort of, like, fun-sounding, you know? Yeah, it
5: sounds like like a beer commercial with a lot of reverb on everything. So it's kind of like, if you took the reverb off of it, it would sound like something your parents would listen to, but reverb makes it sound indie and
4: (laughs) hip. Hip, no, yeah. Current.
5: Yeah. It's like, oh, just obscure everything that's actually happening and... (laughs) People that are stoned will
0: love it. So, oh man. So, you might like it. <laughs> by the way, to add, to add another level to where I'm at, I just realized that this coffee thing I drank was expired. So, I feel like that could just take things in a whole new direction. <laughs> back back to GGL,
4: a vicious cycle. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meditation, GGL. Oh, you know, man. I used to love that stuff.
5: And then I found out it has that carrageenan or whatever. Really? That everyone's talking about how it gives you like
0: intestinal ulcers and yeah, it does. early arthritis. All right. <laughs> um, it's in the it's in the coconut water part or the coffee part. I guess it's.
5: I think it's what bonds the coconut and the coffee together. You don't know. It's, a, it's like a bonding agent. <laughs> wow. It makes it makes things. Otherwise, that
0: are, they wouldn't bond. Yeah. yeah I should get like, a Light. Yeah. So it. much healthier. Yeah. <laughs> mm, for breakfast. So when you're at home, are you you've you have a kid, right? I have, have two, two kids. kids. How old are they? A five-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. Oh wow. So, mm-hmm. do you, like, are you, like, I know, you know, Steven's home with his kids now. Like, are you yeah. kind of stay at home when you're home and take care of them? Yeah,
4: or? my wife teaches high school, like I
0: said. Um, and so,
4: we, we, yeah, we planned on me staying home, and I think that's part of why I play a lot of those shows, but, uh, yeah. I mean, like, all morning, I'm just texting my mom, like, okay, because she's got to take the kids to school today or whatever, and, you know, you need to leave the house by 810. <laughs> You drop him off at the at the cones right here and stuff. So,
0: That's yeah. so yeah. I didn't realize that it, I mean two and five, I guess five is like a little more self sufficient. Because I didn't mm-hmm. realize whenever Steven's on, he's like, you can't really leave him alone ever.
4: No, yeah. I mean and, and you know what, I could have left her alone at two, like I could have had got a part time job and she could have just like taken care of herself, but <clears throat> the boy's different, so Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave him alone. <laughs> so yeah. He hits his head every hour on something. <laughs> it's unbelievable
5: this is the this is the two-year-old yeah
0: yeah okay well you know he's two he's two yeah yeah so. I
4: mean I think that's normal yeah
0: Cory Brandon was here uh, last week and he was he has a kid I think is like one or something and it had like a, a black eye and he like asked his wife he's like oh it's so badass how'd she get how did you get the black eye and she's like he fell on a book <laughs> 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 it's
3: like the most bad way <laughs>
4: it's
0: gonna be trouble
4: yeah
3: <laughs> you kind of fight with the book <laughs>
4: you should see the other book. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like, even just this weekend, all of us in American football have kids, and I sort of know what this is like. Like, I still come out on weekends and play a show sometimes. But, uh, you know, the other guys, I don't, you know, this is, like, a a totally different thing for them. So I'm, like, I'm excited to sort of see through their eyes, like, not only am I going to play a show, but it'll be, like, a popular, crowded show, you know, which is, I mean, that's new for me, but I also can project what it would be like from what I do. Uh, yeah, and we all, you know, there's babysitters involved, and just planning it is totally not rock and roll at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know what's crazy about, like, I saw Owen, I don't can't remember. He was at Mercury Lounge a few years ago. And I just remember, like, there might not, everyone there was, like, so into it. Like, I feel like you don't see a lot of audiences, I feel like. Usually I go to a show, even if it's, like, Dave Bazon or something, like, people are talking, it's, like, super... I felt like everyone was, like...
4: Yeah, it's that's what, I mean, that's what I said. Like, now I kind of leave the house if I know, if I can control the sort of environment and control all the variables. Um, otherwise, I don't enjoy it at all. I get real sweaty. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I start playing Metallica songs. Yeah. Um, and it's also, like, but it's also people's right to talk. or You know what I mean? Like, at some point you know i used to kind of get like i used to be like hey if someone's talking next you tell them to shut up but now i'm like ah whatever you know what i mean let's not they're here to enjoy themselves
0: do you ever like what if someone's like heckling you or like does it ever oh, I like that yeah it's fine yeah yeah because i know we talked last time i saw you was with my sister and we we're talking we're talking about comedy a lot i mean i feel like it's a kind of a similar dynamic especially when it's just you up there
4: yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm open to right i mean maybe you know in between songs i'm down for whatever yeah. If I start a song, maybe... And it's, you know, whatever. Like I said, people can do whatever they want. Um, no, I'm down for it. I'd rather have some sort of interaction. My, I always, like, if I play a show... I ask every show, like, does anybody want to talk about anything? Or anybody have anything to say? or anything. If I play a show and nobody interacts, then, like, I feel like it didn't happen. You know, like, every maybe people that came to the show might take the songs away. But for me, I've played those songs one million times, and I don't know. So I like to have... I like... You know, I'd rather have, like, oh, Seattle, that show sucked. I remember that. <laughs> like, that was, that was awesome. You know, like, actually, every Seattle show I've ever played sucked. So, I remember all of them. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why. There's, like, a, I feel like when I used to tour out there with bands, there was a, a lot of bands doing, like, I used to love, like, Dave Bazon and all that stuff. Like, that whole scene, I was like, oh, these are, like, kindred spirits. Like, this oh. sort of slow, quiet shit. <clears throat> But whenever I play out there, it sucks. Really? Mm-hmm. So nice. I don't go back there anymore. <laughs> like, It's not worth me going out there and playing anymore.
5: So. I think Seattle had, for a while had this weird sort of dichotomy where it was either you, you played... There's a club called the Vera Project, which was very quiet and very... like Everyone was like... There was no alcohol involved, so I think that was a big part of it. But it was like you could hear a pin drop in between songs, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it felt really awkward to play there because it was like... Are people here? Are people right, excited? They care. Are, right, are people right, right, asleep? Yeah. And then the flip side of that was you'd play, you know, like on Capitol Hill at Numo's or Chop Suey or the Comet and people would just be wasted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, right, like, are you guys paying attention or is this just like your night out? It's and just, like, right. I think that's where I kept
4: can, can be getting slotted. But I have a, one of my good friends lives in Portland that I would love to see more often. And he's always like, just set up a show. And I'm like... I'll lose money, like, it sucks, like, I can't justify it, but...
5: Like, how many, how many cities in the United States do you feel, like, are good for you to play? Because I feel, I feel like for most bands, they're lucky if they have, like, 10 cities or, like, that's, that's that's a good city, like, we like playing that city, most of the time it's... Yeah,
4: I probably got, like, five or something.
5: Yeah, it's, like, places that you play to, like, break up the drives in between.
4: See, I don't do the drives anymore, though, that's, like, I mean... It, it wasn't all luck. Like, I sort of planned it. Like, I mm-hmm. married a teacher, and then I'm, I like cooking and stuff, so I'm home with the kids, and I enjoy all that. And it's basically just an excuse to not do, like, the proper tours where, you know, you had to drive mm-hmm. from Chicago to L.A. and play everything in between, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just sort of don't play those anymore, and it's fine. Like, I don't miss playing in Albuquerque, Albuquerque. <laughs> I do like Albuquerque that's yeah. a weird that's one place that I kind of like alright Not for sure. I mean there's places I miss going but not playing shows or whatever so now we can just take family trips there or something yeah well, I don't know LA San Francisco Chicago New York Philly Boston yeah. DC maybe yeah I mean the same as every band probably yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like maybe if markets. I get to Orlando now because it's been a couple years it'd be good yeah. it was good for a while and then who knows
5: yeah, I feel like there's always this, like, mythical, like, awesome small town that you play, and there's, like, a packed basement full of kids, and it's like, oh, this is, like, you know, the hidden treasure in the middle of nowhere. Did
4: you ever play, what is that town in uh, North Carolina, on the water there? Myrtle Beach? Wilmington. Wilmington. I don't think there I ever There was a did. couple years in a row, I was playing a Drone of Arc, I think, and it was above a dentist's office, like, it's just some, like, big open space. And it was like the sweatiest, most fun shows, and like everybody goes swimming in the ocean after, you know, like just you know, like I remember being like twenty-two or three, mm-hmm. and like I'm coming to Wilmington once a year for the rest of my life, and then you know, three years later, yeah, I'm like I Entend. never need to come here again. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of those there. for like that little moment. That city was so awesome.
5: I think there's like a sort of a shift in the the music community where, and, and maybe it just comes with age and being you know, more interested in music made by, like, 30-year-olds. But I feel like when I was young and touring, like, a lot of the interesting things were happening in the suburbs. You mm-hmm. know, like, L.A. was fine, but, like, Orange County was... That's where the shows were happening. Oh. And like, Or, like, up in Santa Barbara. Or, you know, it's like... Uh, like, San Francisco's kind of hit or miss, but Santa Cruz will be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Tacoma was cooler than Seattle and so forth. And I feel like now that's sort of disappeared. Like, everyone's, like... Those little pockets of, like, bored suburban kids who are, like, making shit happen has been replaced by, like, you know, everyone gravitating towards the cities and...
4: I think the cities have gotten cooler, though. Definitely. Like, you can, you know, like, I never liked L.A. as much as I do now. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. in my 20s. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Maybe they were the same, and like you said, now that we're older, we appreciate... I don't know. I feel like every city now, like... There's so many much, like, every venue, you're like, oh, I'm going to walk down the street to that awesome bar or that awesome restaurant. Everywhere you go now. Mm. And it didn't used to be, you know, you used to, like, get somewhere and be like, there's one place in town that, you know, I know they have a good sandwich or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah, I've been back, I've had to go back to Cleveland, like, three times this summer, Mm -hmm. and like every time I go there, there's like cool bars, Cleveland, like good restaurants, right. and yeah. I'm like, and everyone's like, and my rent's like still like three hundred dollars. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Even even Cleveland, even Cleveland. I like, I like Cleveland. Yeah, I like it too. Um, you know, uh, Tony from Aloha. You know the band Aloha. Yeah, my old band played with them a few times. I would like would probably recognize him, but I don't yeah. really know them super well. He's back in Cleveland. I know. He's oh, really? Back yeah. A lot of people are going back. Yeah. And it seems awesome. Um one of your old bandmates did my taxes for a long time. Davey? Yeah. Oh yeah? And he was the best accountant I ever had. Why why why'd you fire him? He left and went to like a bigger oh. place that only did corporate stuff. But yeah. he had to actually I had to get records on some stuff and he was like, dude, I don't have these emails and I was like, Why is like you always ask me about the promise ring in Captain Jazz. And he's like, my boss can't see this. Like, I'd be like, nothing feels good like a tax return, right? Like, what's my tax return like? And he was like, it's me, so I'm always... And then I'm like, so what's to do with this vinyl thing? And he's like, yeah, so it's this. But anyways, you owe that, like... And he was like, all of your emails will have some weird pun or joke. And he was like, my boss, like... And I was like, all right, fair. How did you find him? I got, like... It was in Milwaukee. I got recommended through... uh, You lived there? No, but, like... It was through, like, Trevor Kelly. He was doing, like... a. It was actually the weird part is that I started working with this with this firm before Davey worked there mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, and then one day I just got an email like, "Get your stuff in order," and it was from David Von Boland, and I just like wrote back. I was like, "Are you Davey from the Proms?" He's like, "Uh huh," and I was like, "This is so cool." Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your stuff in order, dude. And then it was years of like, yeah, me just like just berating him over email, and then he left. That's awesome. Yeah.
4: I just got berated by his like eight year old kid. I play him in fantasy football and he was killing me one week and he would just send me quotes from his son, like just like Are you fucking kidding Kirk Cousins? Like whatever. I'm just like, Your kid's saying this little shit? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> But I was
4: getting beat so bad I couldn't
0: even respond. Do you get really do you get really into it? I get a little into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean
4: I'm a dad. What else am I supposed to get into? <laughs> Chase, what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have, have a kid. lot of
0: friends like Chase, like who are just who are really into fancy football. Mm-hmm. He, he's, we played each other like the last like three weeks on and off. We're in like three leagues together yeah. or something. Yeah, he's beat me every time. Wow, and yeah, we tied once.
4: Yeah, and then then they took my well, I won and they took points away and we tied.
3: So yeah, I don't
0: know. You don't play? I don't play, but my dad like when I was like in what's a, his email I'll get you his info he his team won one year and there was like 50 or 100 teams and they got these custom made jackets with their team name whoa it was Leroy Kelly so it was like this uh, Cleveland Browns player I guess and yeah he was like they won all this money and got these jackets awesome. it's pretty cool uh huh. so I just kind of basked in the glow of that never yeah. did it myself he <laughs> lives in the shit still shop. riding on that
4: yeah right there one time my dad
3: <laughs> <laughs> he got a jacket yeah <laughs> It's
0: totally true, What about you, Brian? You get into the the fantasy. I know this is a controversial topic so we're hitting right now, but uh I, I i there's like usually one football game a year
5: I'll try to watch just to like be a part of something yeah, and like i
4: you my, missed it this year. my <laughs> eye like
5: gravitates towards the wall behind the t v and then I like think about other things like like oh, I need to do laundry. How oh. often do you tour me yeah uh Quite a bit. I'd say like four or five months out of the year. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. I try, but like I'm, I'm, I think I have too much like ingrained like, like a, like punk, like anti-sport rage <laughs> instilled from like being 14 and like listening yeah. to Void and Seven Seconds too much. And it's like, oh no, organized sports, man. It's like, it's fucked up. Like, why is it fucked up? I don't, it just, Fucking uniforms and bullshit and <laughs> like, yeah, well, you're wearing the same thing all your friends are wearing.
4: So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he like, made me do it
0: though. <laughs> I chose to wear what all my friends are wearing. I picture you just like fantasizing about like effects pedals or something. Uh, no, I don't know what. I don't know what. What my, do you fantasize about? Yeah. What do you fantasize about, Brian? Um, like football, but like the <laughs> locker room after the
5: <laughs> football game. My like so just lathered up. And it's like. It's just like the linebackers,
0: you know? No, I don't know. Jonah, what do you fantasize about? Oh man. All kinds of stuff. Uh I was thinking about this morning I was listening, when I was listening to Gigi, I was like, I was in this band in high school uh called DAF Militia, which stood for drunk as fuck. Uh, but I was straight edge. <laughs> Made sense at the time, like perfect sense. It's these two twins who had mohawks, whatever. But we used to cover like Gigi Allen, like I want to fuck myself, and like I, w- I turned into a Martian, like all these misfit songs, and I was like listening to this more, and I was like, I was literally fantasizing, like I should start a band that just covered these bands now, and like even if no one came, it would be so fun. It'd be so fun, right? right? I know. And I, yeah, and I have this this friend, this girl who's really into I'll it. I play like, drums? Yeah, we need oh, yeah. a drummer. I just have a singer. I d- mean, yeah. S- we'll Skype it. We'll do it. Yeah. Brian, <laughs> bass, sure. But yeah, I just, that's, that's the kind of shit I fantasize about. Like, <laughs> That's actually, that
4: would be exactly my answer. Yeah. Just being in a punk band. Yeah. yeah.
0: An actual, right. Exactly. That'd be fun. Yeah. It seems so fun. It's crazy how much like being in a band, especially as an adult, like there's so much more stuff you have to think about and it's so much business, so much, email, like everything just seems so complicated sometimes, I think.
4: Yeah.
0: It definitely seems like it gets m- more
5: difficult as time goes on. Yeah, it's like. Like, even like breaking down gear now, I'm like, this used to take me like five minutes, and now it takes me an hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> like what the f- like, you know, like band finances. Or like, oh, it used to be so much easier when like it's like, well, I just don't have any money. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, right. exactly. We there, didn't make there, any money, yeah, yeah. so there's no finances
4: to take care of. Yeah, you know? we sold 160 dollars in merch, thirty dollars each. <laughs> I um, mean, there's. I mean, when this American football stuff got brought up, you know, we were. I was like. Well, let's just, we don't need, like, an accountant or, like, anything. Let's just take the money and we'll pay people who need to get paid. And, like, a week in, I was like, fuck. Like, I'm so glad we, you know, somebody else is doing this. Chase is helping and other people are helping because it's ridiculous. Like, this stuff, it's, like, it's such a different thing than it used to be.
5: And there's more fingers in the pot and, you know, like, there's, yeah, way more logistics involved than just rolling up in your parents' van yeah and it's just like
4: it's a real thing there's contracts and all the it used to just be like somebody you know would tell you the address and you show up here by 7
5: yeah and you'd get there and you get
4: there and you're like has anybody (laughs) got a drum set and they're like oh yeah we got one yeah cool okay I'll play that and
0: yeah I mean, do you guys miss that at all? I mean, because I feel like parts of it now, of now are so much better. Like it's like having GPS, like <laughs> oh, not like just being lost, aimlessly driving around. See, I, did,
4: I didn't know then, but I I I long to be lost. Yeah. I think that'd be so fun. If all I had to do was be lost and then maybe find the house that had the show that night, and then go swimming afterwards with the kids at the show. You know what I mean? Like that sounds awesome. Totally more fun than like loading at four. Sound check, uh, you have two hours before doors to not get too drunk right? Uh, yes. because they're paying you real money. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it used yeah, to be yeah. like, well, whatever. You don't like. So,
5: yeah, you can't fuck up. If you fuck up, then you feel bad. You feel it's, bad, it's actually. Not, yeah. It's not like you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, whatever. Because
4: it's also, if you fuck up, it's documented, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, oh, yeah totally. that's it's true. Like, you see it the next day, yep. and your mom sees it the next day. <laughs> like, everything, whatever. Like, yeah. So I I, I kind of missed that, what it was. I remember, uh, I think it was the first
5: time I came to New York with the band, and this was probably in '96. We played, I think we played CBGB's. This or, was with batch. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, it was back before cell phones. And it was back before you know laptops and GPS and all that stuff. And so, all of our information was in a spiral-bound notebook. They had, like, phone numbers for all the kids doing the shows and then, like, directions for the shows that we'd gotten so far. And I remember we were on Bowery somewhere, and we had to stop and find a pay phone to call the next venue or the promoter for the or the kid whose house <laughs> we were playing. You know, promoter. like, yeah, finding out how to get to their house from the Lower East Side. And so we made this phone call and then took off and uh, realized at some point later that we had left the notebook on top of the phone booth so it's like oh we just like everything we what just do you lost do? Yeah. everything fuck and i don't even remember what we did we somehow managed to persevere through all of it and it was fine um, but the the show had been with us in this band spark marker who were from vancouver mm-hmm. and we were from seattle and they wound up coming through seattle like six months later to play a show and we were there hanging out with them and one of them handed over the spiral bound notebook they're like, oh, yeah, we had to go call, you know, the next venue, and we used this payphone and found this spiral-bound notebook and, like, holy shit, flipped through it and put it together that it was probably you guys, so that's here's, here's crazy. Your it's like, that's such a weird phenomenon. Of would,
4: all the payphones yeah. in New York, <laughs> wow. yeah. Would never happen in, no. you know, today's world. But, yeah, that's cool. Right. They're yeah. so, like, this must be from the other dudes who are doing this. Yeah, Like, yeah. one of the other people, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, but now it's, yeah, it would never happen. Like we were me and my partner were watching plane trains and automobiles last thanksgiving and it was like this is like such an outdated this is like a period piece <laughs> like none yeah. of these problems exist anymore yeah and like you just <laughs> get on your phone and you would call a car rental company <laughs> you wouldn't like ride in the cab of a Rednecks pickup truck and yeah
0: dude i was yeah i was telling the other night my first band we rented a van in and drove in college and drove somewhere and the other guitar player went back some to like upstate New York and had the keys to the rental and had left with the other band and we had no way of getting in touch with them so we just had a rental van at like midnight with no keys and the keys were like in another state and we couldn't be right. like hey dude come bring them so we had to pay like 300 bucks for a locksmith to come out at like 1 in the morning and make a key it would have been fixed in 2 seconds Right, um, turn around yeah yeah. but I also feel like movies like plane Strange Automobiles like I feel like they couldn't even like really make movies like that anymore like I don't know. I feel like everything is so, like, kind of, I don't know. Maybe they do, but I feel like a movie like that that's just kind of dark but also funny and has, like, a star like that who isn't, like, super, like... Attractive. Attractive. Like, it's like, you look at Obama, it's like, we're never going to have a president like Ronald Reagan again. Like, I've talked about this before, like, and you look at, like, pop music and it's, like, every, it's based on how everyone looks, basically. Like, I feel like those kind of really real things are kind of, like, not... Wait, why won't we have a, a Reagan... I just think we won't have like an old old, old crazy. guy old. I just think we just won't have like an eighty year old president again or like an old guy. McCain like, came close. McCain came close, sort of. But I um, feel like now every you know the Republicans are running you know right 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 right. Like I just feel like to in order to keep that up, like right. you, wanna, you want you want the more more cool more. young good looking guy, no matter what party you're on. And McCain like kind of came ahead when he signed
5: on the attractive. Alaskan governor, and then <laughs> yeah. she started talking, and then the popularity, popularity exactly,
0: was, exactly. You know? But I think that's why, like, they knew that, like, that they needed that in order to compete with him right. yeah.
4: They knew he was too old.
0: Yeah, which is uh, I don't know what that has to do with John Candy, but yeah, I, that's a great movie. I guess it's like, and I feel like I don't see a lot of movies like that anymore. Yeah, it, it was, it was.
5: We watched it on Thanksgiving, and we were we were both stoned, and it was like. You know, it was chemically enhanced, I'm sure, but it just felt like the most like like insightful look into like the pre internet culture. Where, like, Oh my god, just think about like the implications of what this means. Like think about how like none of this would ever happen anymore. And, like, what
4: year is that movie? Yeah. What year is that movie? I think it's eighty I don't know,
5: maybe eighty. So not eight? even close, eighty something. Yeah. Like eighty seven yeah,
4: yeah. or something or
5: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Over overthinking you know a fluff i need you know, to watch it now holiday. i have to rethink place yeah. me too put, put yourself in the proper headspace and yeah you, know, <laughs> you know we'll have a we'll have a movie club meeting about it afterwards we'll discuss the major themes
0: and then we can listen to g, g. allen yeah exactly oh man this sounds like such a good day
4: isn't that what your day is man yeah, uh, this is what i mentioned like if you don't have kids i just think you guys do whatever the fuck you want to do all day
0: you know it's weird it seems that way and it seems like that's what I should be doing yeah, but you not. find like dumb errands or like annoying stuff to like fill your time no matter Podcast. what podcasts podcasts Yeah, Damn it <laughs> I don't know when, when you're home do you, what do you do you just cause I'm not really like I, I'm not on tour that much like you're much more yeah it, it takes me you know a
5: little while to catch up with everything and then and then it's just like really mundane not cool things I feel like I'm supposed to be you know like holed up in a studio like Right, 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 practicing, or, and it's like no, no
4: it's like, what I don't. Yeah, I, I do laundry. I go to the
5: grocery store. I do more cooking. You know, and it's like, you know, like, I bet you watch True
4: Detective.
5: I did watch True Detective. <laughs> you
4: assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. I know. I heard the end ruins the whole thing.
0: It's kind of like a philosophical CSI. You know.
4: <laughs> I be, I bet you watch CSI. I've never
0: seen it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so can you just never watch TV? Baseball? No, I watch TV like...
4: from like 9 to 11. But okay. uh, during like football season or, you know, most of the time sports and I try to watch a couple of shows. That's like, I'll get like if my mom takes the kids for like an afternoon or something, like I'm going to a movie by myself. Like, yeah, that's my dream is it just like go to a movie every day.
0: How often do you, do you pull out your guitar and you're like, I'm going to fuck around with this? I I pick it up every day, but both kids sort of just like throw their hand on it. They're just like,
4: eh, I didn't want to hear it. So (laughs) Um, that's the other thing. Like, you know, I could like to write a new record or something. I have to like put the kids down and then go to a practice space and make myself be inspired, you know, for a couple hours and then get back, you know, home. And I don't know. So
5: I think that's like the the hard thing because I feel like, Maybe it's different for other people, but for me, I think creatively, it's like, it has to be something that you're constantly working on in order to, like, make it work. If you just Mm -hmm. try to pick it up after, like, time away from it, it's like, this fucking sucks. (laughs) This idea sucks. All all these ideas are fucking terrible. (laughs) Like, why am I doing this? Right. If you
4: sort of dive in, like, that's how when I make a record, like, every two years, I'll be like, these are the dates I'm recording. And then once I have the date set up, I'm like, well, shit, I need to go in with something. And then... You know that week and a half, like I feel very productive and very good about it. I get excited about it, and mm-hmm. then you know afterwards, you're like, "What the fuck did I do?" Yeah. But
5: so, so when you when you go in to the studio, do you not have everything fleshed out? Or
4: yeah, it's usually sort of sketches. Yeah. I demoed the drums for the last record on like my kid's little toy drum kit. Like that's I awesome. literally had like you know I didn't want to go to my space and set up a whole drum set and, and yeah. mics and all this stuff so I put like one mic or my phone I have like a four track thing mm-hmm. I recorded the guitar to a click track and then it's like a tiny toy kit and I just sat and played the whole song on the kit and so obviously it sounded like crap and but you know got the job done
3: that's
5: kind of awesome like how do you I mean how do you feel about going into the studio and fleshing things out there as opposed to, like, having everything sort of ironed out and then laying it out. Because in my experience, like, sometimes both can be kind of gratifying. There there can be Mm -hmm. something really awesome about seeing the song come together while you're recording it and being able to, like, toy with it. But then there's also that that weird nagging sense where it's like, well, I could have... I know. Maybe done something cooler if I had actually. <laughs> yeah.
4: Spent some time no, with I know. It. That's that's sort of what I, like later I usually regret. Like, well, that's probably not the coolest thing. That's like what came out in the studio, but I could have. Yeah. Um, there's like, I don't know. It, it sort of depends. Sometimes, sometimes in the studio, I'm like, this would not have come out on mm-hmm. my own. So this is awesome. Like just sonically or whatever, whatever. Like, like a percussion thing or something. Like whatever broken symbol you had at the studio. Like that mm-hmm. makes the song for me. You know. And you can't just sit at home like, oh, I need a broken symbol right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's definitely parts that, yeah, I think need more time. I wish I had the time to sort of like sit with everything and do all the details. But uh,
0: Yeah. But then you can also
5: overwork it to death and rob yeah. it of some of its character. How does it work
0: with, because I feel like this, your records are kind of really, especially the last one, so complex. Like I feel like there's so many multiple parts happening on top of each other. That one was, a, a lot of it was fleshed out in the studio. Yeah. I think maybe that's why
5: I was asking, because I feel like, like, sometimes I think it's really gratifying to, like, be able to, like, hear things <laughs> through, like, the studio ear and mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, now I know what it's actually going to sound like on the record as opposed to, like, banging it out in a practice space or on, you know, in a basement and then, like, hearing it back for the first time being like, oh, that's fucking Layering terrible. Layering shit
4: while you're in the studio. Right. It's yeah, yeah. so easy and fun. Yeah. You're like, give me another pass and you can do, like, the harmony and whatever. Yeah, you just.
5: Yeah, yeah you can try something out, see what it sounds like and, you know, form it that way. But at the same time, I feel like it's also one of those things where you can make all these like little impulsive decisions and then it's like, oh, this is great. This is great. And then like you, you know, master the record and you come back on. to it. You yeah, yeah, like, oh man, like, was that really the best idea? Like, I, I drank like two cups of, two pots of coffee at that point and was just like super jazzed on it and maybe if I had like spent a week like toying with other ideas it could No, come out. It, yeah, or it and... you
4: changed the whole song that's what I, I find like later I'm like Phew, that's a weird song <laughs> like why did yeah. when did that come out like yeah so I don't know like it's my favorite thing to do is record and it's also like the most stressful cause I just don't have time to do it but yeah, how feel... long do you guys take to do an album like a month do you have like a a huge block that
5: we usually take usually take a couple weeks mm-hmm. um now we have, we sort of have that luxury. The other thing I think is kind of weird is that, you know, in the past, um, in my experience it was like, you needed time because you weren't very good at what you're, you know, you're always sort of playing past your ability. You're like, okay, right, I'm going to like, I wrote this thing. You're
4: doing 100 a hundred takes. Yeah. We'll do a hundred
5: takes. Maybe I'll get it right once. <laughs> yeah. And then when I play it live, it won't matter because I'll be fucking rolling on the floor or whatever. <laughs> and now it's like, well, that that's not really the issue. Now it's just like, like am I going to second guess every decision that I make? And then, you know, the, the pressure feels way more creative as opposed to like technique-wise. The
4: performance, and, yeah.
5: Yeah. And in some ways, that's kind of nice because it's like, oh, like I'm not worried about like fucking up a part anymore. I'm not like sweating bullets while I'm trying to track a a thing. But like existentially, in the
4: bigger picture, it's just like, oh, am I a fraud? Right. <laughs> am I? That's why I mean like big picture stuff like do I like that song? You don't yeah. even like. I'll finish a thing, and it's the records out. I'm like, I don't like that song
0: at all. Like, I, I yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone probably feels like a fraud, though, no matter what they're doing. I feel like I feel like I never have any idea what I'm doing with anything. Yeah. yeah imagine
4: ever- like we do cool shit, and we feel like frauds. Imagine people who don't go do cool. shit. Yeah,
0: totally. But like, does that ever go away, or is that like a positive thing, or is that just? It's probably positive, yeah, just to have of like sense of self,
4: you know the people who are like super confident are probably assholes, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, what's that like,
0: chase <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's probably a good thing, yeah, yeah, I think it I think it can be a good thing too um, was it I feel like a problem I have a lot with recording is when I haven't played in a band abandoned a while listening back, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, I mean, what was it with the American football? Was there any parts where you're, like, uh, hard for you to play? Or we something? all learned it, like, separately. Okay. Um,
4: and so I relearned all my songs in different tunings than they were in. Like, I don't know. I mean, not all of them. Some of them were probably the same. Really? But, uh, yeah, I just, like, some of them I definitely, like, we got we got together and the other guitar player, Steve, is like, there's no way you play that song in that tuning, you know? But I'm like, oh, why didn't I? This is so much easier. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> This totally is how I would play it now. So I just sort of relearned them. And I also had to learn them. I never really we didn't play many shows, so I never sang the songs and played them, or I did very little. So I sort of had to learn them in a way while, I, so I can sing while playing.
0: Was that challenging, or did you kind of pick it up? It's challenging. <laughs> I, I
4: can't sing, so just singing in general is challenging. So.
0: <laughs> what what tuning are most of these songs in? For you they're now? like
4: they're all over. Really? A lot of them are like, uh, well, the ones I'm singing on, we dropped a half step most of them, just so okay. I can hit some notes. Um, so a lot of them are, like, kind of an open D-sharp chord with, like, a couple strings, like...
0: Was that D-A-D-F-sharp-A-D?
4: Or is that but yeah, 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 B- except, okay. well, that'd be up a step, because they were from E, though. Uh, oh, right, we had them right, open okay. as E for some reason on the record. But, like, on a, one of the songs, you know, like, one of the songs, the D-string has to go down to an E, or not an E, like, it has to go down to an A or something. Like, it's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> Like well, that must be how I did it because it sounds right. But so we're paying a guy to tune our guitars and
5: nice. <laughs> are, are <laughs> a you lot a, easier now. Do you have a guitar world? Do you have like a whole rack of.
4: Uh... We got no, nah, not as it's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, Mike's yeah. We got a tech that brought some gear and stuff. But do we have a boat, by the way? Yeah. We need a boat. Tonight. Nice,
0: that's awesome. I've always wanted. Awesome. I've always wanted a boat. <laughs> me too. Me too. Those are so cool looking.
4: Well, uh, you guys want to come check it out sometime? Yeah. You let me know. <laughs> it's that a? It's a guitar boat. You did to make that clear. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I've I, I Real I, boat. Yeah, <laughs> my sight's real low. I, I bought two boat different boats boat. that fell apart. Like really? after like two shows, because really? I always get like the like ten dollar boats, <laughs> and then it's like paper. Yeah, the screws fall out, and
4: well, we only need to play. Three shows at a time, so we'll buy the cheap one.
5: Yeah, why splurge? Can I have your boat when you're done with it? With these? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sweet.
1: Pretty sure we rented this one. So. Oh, ah, yeah. goddamn. <laughs> we'll yeah. leave it in
4: Chicago for
0: you. I want a real boat. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, that sounds more fun than a guitar boat. Do people have boats in Chicago? Hmm? Do people have boats in Chicago? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a big lake there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know. Well, in Cleveland, I, there's like I don't know anyone that actually has a boat, but I know like if yeah. you drive past, the, there's like sailboats. You see, right? You see them, but I'm like, who there's are these proof, people? But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't
4: know a lot of people's boats, but yeah, there's a lot of boats sitting there.
5: It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it, Cleveland's on. God, this is embarrassing. Did okay, I the worst at geography? So it's, it's on
0: Lake Erie, right? Right. <laughs> yes.
5: So yeah. like up until maybe 15 years ago, you didn't really want to go sailing on Lake Erie, right? Like, yeah, it was probably I've... pretty.
0: Gross. It's probably still kind of gross. Yeah. What happened like fifteen years ago?
5: Well, isn't it like just totally algae covered up yeah, until like this millennium?
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. I mean, you can still eat fish out of there, um, but yeah, it's it's it doesn't have the best reputation. Yeah. Well, there you go
5: <laughs> that could explain some of the the, the, the dearth in, in boating on, on Lake Erie
0: maybe yeah yeah, I, uh, yeah some of these people though they have boats <laughs> alright <laughs> I'm gonna edit off this whole ending section it's great Nailed. up to <laughs> though yes thanks guys alright that was Mike Kinsella.
2: That was. Mike
0: I don't know why I'm yelling. And I got to say that was way better
2: than talking about, um, you know, elementary school auctions.
1: Dude, you have no, there's going to be, there's podcasts devoted to elementary school auctions and you know it. I hope, I hope that never is what this podcast becomes.
2: <laughs> really? This week on yes.
1: PreschoolAuctions.com. Ugh. <laughs> got it. No, Mike Mike is amazing. And you forget how many bands he was actually in. Like, I look at my CD list. I'm like, oh, shoot. I think he plays on like, you know, a good chunk of records that I have here.
0: Yeah. And if you go to an Owen show, like everyone is so into it. Like, they're, it's like totally silent. Like,
1: his fans are so into him. That always weirds me out when people are so quiet. I mean, I like it because it's kind of what I want. I remember going to a Wilco show one time and everybody was sitting down and it was great. Yeah. Except for one fucking clown in a torn like khaki baseball hat standing up by himself, like not in my eyeline, so i I could see fine, but just enough so it was fucking annoying, <laughs> and he just kept getting madder and madder at the crowd, being like, "Come on, everybody, stand up and um so I started throwing nickels at him because I'm an adult. <laughs> did he throw any uh nickel back? Yeah, there it Ooh. is. <laughs> He drops a segue, but he picks up the pun. Uh, <laughs>
0: speaking of saving money.
1: Uh, yes.
3: <laughs>
0: you guys heard of Commonwealth Press? No. Tell me about it. What do they do? They print merch, T-shirts. Uh, we used to have some going off track merch, but no one bought
1: it. <laughs> so no, they, they bought everything but the double XL.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you guys if you guys are interested in buying merch, let us know. We're not going to print it unless you guys tell us there's an interest in it.
2: Please. Or if you're big or P.H.A.T., <laughs>
1: Word. Get in touch. And Do we we'll still get, have we'll those send you a shirt. Do we still have those? There's a giant. There's a giant box in my basement. Is, is um, the box itself giant? Yeah. In fact, if you order one, we'll give you two. But if you order from CW Press, Commonwealth (laughs) Press, they're going to add six free shirts to your order. So if you're a band getting ready to go on tour, everything helps. So hit cwpress.com slash podcast for more info. That is Commonwealth Press Screen Printing and Design, cwpress.com. Check out everything they have going on.
0: And while you're on the internet checking that out, check us out. Uh, We're on Facebook. You can leave us a positive comment on iTunes or on Twitter. So, yeah, support us. Or you can, go just- to our,
1: you can go to our little website and hit that donate button, which some of you have. I, yeah. have. I have a nice little list I've been compiling of thank yous that we have to put together for donors from 2014. And we're starting 2015 right. We have one. Nice. So thanks to that one person, thank whoever you. you are. You're super cool.
0: Um, thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.